Hi, it's Bill Bishop, and if you're a coach or a consultant, keynote speaker, an author, or all of those things, you're going to find this presentation extremely useful. I'm going to talk about the top 15 big idea packaging strategies to help you take your coaching and consulting business to the next level of success. And it's all about big ideas. So um, that's my business. It's called the Big Idea Company. And uh, we've worked with a lot of consultants and coaches over the years to help them package up what we call their big idea. And uh, they've gotten tremendous benefits from that. The five major benefits they got from packaging their business with a big idea. Uh, first, it helped them stand out from all the other coaches and consultants out there. Like if you go on the internet, go on Google and type in coach or consultant or life coach, executive coach, whatever, management consultant, you're going to get literally billions of results, which indicates that there's a lot of people out there more or less saying they do what you do. So how do we stand out from all of those other, I call them penguins, how do we stand out from them? Well, we have a big idea. The next thing is that big idea is going to help you draw in more of the kind of clients you really want to have. So if you think of your very best clients, we want to get more like those people, okay? They're the ones that totally get what you're doing. They love it. They embrace it. Um, they implement the things that you're coaching them on. Uh, they're like A-plus students, right? Those are the kind of clients we want. Um, and they're also willing to pay you properly. So the third benefit is to make more money. And um, what we want to do is get paid a lot, lot more for the time we're spending with people, right? And actually, the way to do that, just a little preview there, is to completely get off selling your services by based on time, okay? That will help you make more money. So you'll see what I mean when I get to that, which then means that if you want to, you can work less, which is a really good thing, right? So you can relax, um, and maybe you can devote some time as well to developing your intellectual property. Like I, I write uh, books for my coaching business and um, because I get paid properly for what I do, um, I have time to step back and write books, which actually helps me get more clients and make more money. So um, so that's where I, what I love to do with some of my freed up time. Um, I also like to spend time doing personal things as well, right? That's what we want. And then finally, uh, by packaging up your big idea with these 15 strategies, you're going to have greater satisfaction in what you're doing because you'll be able to really see that you're really helping people. Uh, they're going to see it, that they're getting, that you're really helping them. It'll all be very measurable. Um, and they'll be telling other people, <laughs> you know, what an amazing uh, job you're doing for them. So, and I just feel very, very good that, you know, you're making a great impact in the world. So, so I'm assuming that you're already successful. Um, that's not the question here. It's like you're kind of halfway up the mountain, though. Um, this is to take you to the top of the mountain of being a coach, coach and, or a consultant. This is to take you right up to the top. And uh, what we found is these packaging strategies is what you need to do that. Okay, so... So let's let's get into it now. Uh, the 15 strategies that um, I've learned from my own experience with my own coaching 
packaging my own coaching program and also helping other people like you do that. Now, the big problem that we have as coaches and consultants is that we're really selling our wisdom, right? So over the years, we've learned all the things that don't work and we're trying to help people avoid those. And we've learned all kinds of things that work incredibly well. And um, we, uh, we wanted to help them you know, navigate that, right? Also, we just want them to understand that they're getting the support and the resources they need from you to uh, implement these, um, your big ideas for them, right? But all of these things are intangible. They're invisible. I call it the invisible box. So, you know, if you had a regular product you were selling, let's say you were selling a pen or something, you could just show them the pen. They could write with the pen. They could say, oh, I like that pen. I'll buy it from you. It's a tangible thing. But what you're selling is something invisible. So that's why packaging is so important when you're selling an invisible box because we want people to be able to see it, right? Um, to visualize it. To, to understand what they're going to get from you. And um, the only way you can do that is by packaging. And uh, so that's that's what this means in the sense of packaging. It's not necessarily about having like physical box or something, right? Uh, but it's about painting a picture uh, using words, um, images, stories, um, ideas, and I, what we, we call ultimately intellectual property. So. Um, so this is a, a little short course in how to package up your invisible box, okay? Um, so that people can see it, appreciate it, and pay you properly for it. Now, as I said, um, you know, there's certain benefits here, but let's think about the objectives here of what big idea packaging can do for you, just a little more detail. So I'll just reiterate these things. These things. So helps you stand out from your competition. It's going to help you communicate a more interesting and appealing value proposition. It's going to help you attract and close more of the kind of clients you want. You'll never have to do another proposal. So if you've been doing a lot of proposals, if you follow this methodology, you'll never have to do another proposal. Um, I haven't done a proposal in almost 30 years now. So you'll get paid higher fees, maybe even up to 10 times more. Work less, earn a higher income. Uh, earn passive income, which is really good, and to monetize and license your intellectual property, um, which is all the knowledge and wisdom and systems that you have to really uh, turn those into intellectual property that you own that you could then transfer to other people um, in lots of ways. So, so those are the benefits of packaging. So if you're interested in those things, stick, with, stick it out with me here. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm so uh, excited about giving this presentation, actually, I've been thinking about doing this for quite a while, focusing on coaches and consultants, is because I'm a coach and a consultant, okay? I tend to call myself a coach, but, you know, in the wider world, you might think of me as a consultant. Uh, and about 25 years ago, I decided to package up that service. Um, we had a marketing business. Uh, for the previous 10 years, and we've done a lot of marketing stuff for people. Uh, and then I decided I wanted to create a program based around helping people come up with big ideas. So it, it's called the Big Idea Adventure. That's what I 
came up with back in uh, 1998. And um, since that time, we've attracted more than 5,000 members in our program. And uh, of the 5,000, about 1,000 of them are consultants and coaches and advisors of some uh, in, in some uh, area of business, right? And uh, so we had a lot of experience with that. And our fees from our program have added up to about $50 million uh, in gross revenue from that program. And all really started with one member that we had, this first member. Uh, and I remember very well doing the first session with him. And I did it in a packaged way. And it kind of kind of blew his mind, really, and blew my mind, actually. And that was the beginning of it all. Uh, and it's uh, $50 million later. So it's really pretty amazing. Um, I, we've trained 10 big idea coaches to do what I do. Initially, I didn't even think that was possible. And then because I had my whole system packaged, it was actually pretty easy to train the other coaches. So I make money when they, they do work. Um, we're now on version 12 of our program, which you'll understand more why I say that. Um, but it's gone from something fairly basic, really, at the beginning, to something that's very, very elegant and very well thought through. And, you know, it's just a pleasure to take people through that process. Um, we've increased our per hour income 10 times. And uh, so what I mean by that is the number of hours that we work or I work and they other people work, um, we're literally making 10 times more per hour now, which uh, partly is because we're earning passive income from what we're doing. So talk more about that. And, and the other thing is I just never want to retire at all. Like, why would I want to retire uh, from doing something that's so enjoyable, right? And... Uh, and it's mostly because I'm just having a lot of fun. Um, you know, one of my uh, coaches that I, I trained uh, for his business, uh, he said, you know, this just made my business so much more enjoyable to run because it's a whole system and I can just take people through it. And, you know, I've taken all the guesswork out of it. It's just a, just a very powerful step-by-step -step thing that's just so much fun to do. So, um, so like I say, if you, if you want to, uh, learn how to do this. I'm going to take you through these these strategies. Now, there's three uh, coaches and consultants that I'm going to mention a few times during this. So I'm just going to introduce you to them. Okay. Uh, the first fellow's name is Bill Simpson, uh, and he created the Balance Inventory Model. Now, Bill, when I met him, he was a said I'm a, I'm an inventory consultant. Um, and, uh, and he had, you know, done well, you know, with his business. But basically, when he went out to market himself, he would tell people that, um, you know, he's uh, been in the, doing this for a long time. He has all these clients. He's got this, these academic credentials and so on. Uh, and he was kind of just sold himself based on his sort of resume, right? Um, but he was finding that it was still pretty hard. And he was doing a lot of proposals and he wasn't making the money he wanted to. And a lot of times people didn't really get what he had to offer, right? Uh, so he created this thing called the balance inventory model. That was his big idea. And uh, so what he does is he tells people now, he says, well, what I do is I help people create a balanced inventory. And, uh, you know, right now, most companies have an unbalanced inventory. They either have too much or too little inventory. And, um, you know, and that causes all kinds of problems with their customers and costs and so on. 
So what the ideal is, is this balance inventory model. And then he paints that picture. And then he says, I have this process and program to get you to that ideal place where it's all balanced. Well, he told me after he packaged all this, his program and his model, that um, the first six companies he presented this to and did the starter session with, uh, hired him, his company, to go through the program. So the very first six of them. And I said, why do you think that is? He says, well, they could totally see what they were going to get and they understood it and they were excited about the model. Okay. So I'll talk a bit about, you know, partly about one of the first strategies is about packaging your model. Okay. And that was a big one for Bill. Uh, the next person is Meta Keating. So Meta is a consultant. She does uh, designs of office space uh, and very successful uh, as well. But uh, she came to Canada from Denmark and she said, there's a lot of competition in uh, Canada for the kind of work I do. So I need to package up my business so people can really understand what's, what's it all about. Um, so her big idea is the Office Alive solution. And um, so what she says is, she says, well, you can hire anyone to design your office space, you know, consult on that. But, um, but what we're really, what we're trying to do is help you create an office environment where everyone feels alive in the office. And so they feel productive, they're happy, they feel productive, uh, they're efficient and they, you know, more creative and so on. They love working there. So there's all science to making an office space like that, right? And so she would sell people on that model, right? And then she says, I have this step-by-step -step process I'll take you through to get you to that uh, ideal place. And... Um, as I'll show you, um, as one of the examples later about her, uh, is that she packaged this up and one of the first clients that hired her actually paid her 10 times more than what she's normally used to getting paid. Um, and it's just because of the way she packaged up what we call the three boxes. So I'll explain that one to you. Okay. And then the third person uh, is Dan Lichen. And um, so he's a he's a uh, executive kind of CEO coach. He coaches people on that, uh, and he's taken lots of certifications on lots of different things. Um, but he really wanted to have his own thing. So so he's created a higher altitude process. And uh, so when he goes to see his prospects, he says, you know, they said, what are you doing? So well, I have this program and process, higher altitude process, and I can do this starter session with you and help you, you know, f create a vision for how you can take your business and your life to a much higher altitude of success. So that's that's the, you know, the, the kind of the uh, metaphor, right? And um, so he's finding that's really powerful. He's like excited to tell people that. And he's, uh, the people are excited to hear it because like, oh yeah, I want to get to a higher altitude. They like the metaphor. And he has a process there and a whole program. Uh, much easier to get people to work with him than before when he just had, the invisible box, right? So they all used to have the invisible box. You know, it's very frustrating for um, Bill and Meta and Dan to be trying to explain everything when it's all invisible and nobody can see how amazing it is what they do. Now, their clients know that because they've been working with them, but the prospects um, don't, right? And, and actually, even with the clients, sometimes they don't completely appreciate all the value they're getting, right? Uh, they don't, and they certainly couldn't explain it to other people. So that's once again why packaging. So those are our three examples that I'll keep maybe pointing back to as we go through that these pro 
these strategies. Okay, so what are those 15 strategies now? Let's go through each one. Okay, so the first one is to turn your consultant coaching service, because that's essentially what you're in, you're in the service business, into a program. This is uh, a completely different thing, okay? So normally for a consultant, for example, um, we're kind of getting paid by the hour typically. We're doing, we're helping them with certain things. We're having meetings, we're discussing things. A lot of, uh, you know, you're giving them advice. You know, you're, they're maybe going doing things, but you know, it's more or less just kind of a service, right? You're just showing up and um, kind of having conversations with them in a way, right? Maybe drawing things on a board and working with groups and doing all that kind of thing and making action plans and stuff. But the, uh, the client um, kind of just sees you there as uh, sort of someone that comes in by the hour perhaps and just helps them, right? Um, they may have pay, paid you a lump sum, but it's still kind of like based on the hour and it's a service you're providing, right? Um, and a lot of times they just, they can't quite get their head around, what are we really, sometimes they go, I don't, what are we doing here now? I'm getting confused. I don't know where we're at, right? So uh, instead, what we do is we say, <clears throat> well, we have a program that you can go into. It's like my big idea adventure program. So I was doing consulting for a long time and marketing and stuff and charging people by the hour. Um, but as soon as I turned it into a program, they could see it now and they go, and it was kind of cut or dried. You're either in the program or you're not, you know. And here's how the program works. And these are all the different steps of it. And this is this is um, something that you can buy, right? Like a program, right? So that word program is one of those high value words. Um, and you can start telling people, well, we have, you know, 50 people in our program or 50 companies in our program. And they go, oh, yeah, in your program, right? Um, I kind of learned this actually from studying uh, Weight Watchers. You know, there was this um, woman, uh, uh, what was her name? Jean Kittich, that was her name, back in the 60s. And she was helping people lose weight. Um, and they were really losing weight, you know, her friends and stuff. And, uh, and then this uh, actually consultant came along and said, you know, you should package all this up. And so he said, we could give it a name. We'll call it Weight Watchers and we'll tell people it's a program. And now, um, and that's something to join and go through the process. So as soon as they gave it a name and call it a program, the whole thing took off. And we know now that it's, it went all over the world and that business is worth millions and millions. I think she sold it uh, herself uh, in the 70s, that business for $75 million, which was a ton of money in those days um, because she had created a program, right? So, so that's the first thing that we want to do is just think of it now as a program, right? Okay, now related to that is that when somebody signs up for the program, we're gonna call them members, okay? So we don't have clients anymore. Now you could, I, I'll give you a, like a strategy in a minute that you could have clients and members, but we're just talking right now about the program, um, that anyone that wants to go in the program, we're gonna call them members. And that's another one of those high value words, okay? Um, is the word member. And uh, because because they, they see themselves as a member, they think about this completely differently. Like they have a much uh, higher level of engagement, a, a much greater appreciation for what they're getting, 
they feel like they belong to something. And what we found is that the members, uh, well, one, they're more likely to refer you to other people because like, they're telling their friends and so on, oh, you should become a member of this program too, right? I'm a member. You should be a member. There, there seems to be a psychology there that entices people to do that. Um, and they're also ultimately uh, willing to buy more things from you, like other programs, other things from your toolbox, which I'll get into the idea of the toolbox in a minute. But okay, so so in this with these strategies, we have a program, and when we put people in the program, they become a member. Okay, and we tell them you're a member, you're a member, you're a member, and members get all kinds of things that regular clients don't get. The next thing is to identify the big idea that sets you apart. This is the heart and soul of it. Okay, um, you need something that you're consulting and coaching business about that's unique to you, okay? So, uh, what I've noticed is that a lot of uh, consultants and coaches, when they tell me about their business, they go, oh yeah, well, that sounds like a lot of other people, you know? Like, they might be talking about, you know, we, we're gonna help you scale your business or we're gonna help you, um, you know, we're gonna help you uh, achieve uh, your full potential and all that kind of thing. It's all kind of generic and or they're borrowing from other people, right? Other co coaching, consulting, successful ones, maybe ones that they've taken courses in and stuff. Um, and they're kind of throwing those things out. And, and those are all good. Like there's nothing wrong with those things, except they don't belong to you. Right. So, for example, if you say, well, I help people scale their business. Well, there's probably 100,000 coaches that are saying the same thing. Right. So. That, that it's all fine. The goal could be to scale your business, but what is it that, how you could present it that would be unique, right? So this is why Bill Simpson created the balance inventory model. Like nobody else is saying that, right? Like he's got that ter term um, trademarked. So he, it, and he's got, you know, he just keeps using it as a package thing and it's like his thing, right? Or Meta with the Office Alive solution, right? or Dan with the higher altitude process, each one of those is a big idea, right? Balance inventory, right? Office alive, making people feel alive, uh, and higher altitude, you know, sort of that metaphor of higher altitude. Um, and those big ideas are what set you apart. And if you keep using it over and over again with everybody, no one could ever use that one. Like there's no way that they could ever take that because Everyone would know, well, it belongs to you. So why would there be, you know, how could there be anyone else? It's like, it's like me, I'm the big idea coach, right? And I've been doing that for a long time now. So for anyone else to come out, well, I'm a big idea coach. It would actually sound pretty silly because I'm the original one. I'm the one that did it. And it's like, they'd say, well, you're, you're doing what Bill does. Like, why would you, that's Bill's the expert in that. Right? So it, it's a, it, by having a big idea that you've packaged like that, um, th that's not only sets you apart, but it sets you apart really forever because no one else can um, kind of copy it. It's It just doesn't make any sense for them to do that. So we need that big idea that sets you apart. The next thing, and this is vital, okay, um, because we're really now saying, well, what how can I make sure that I'm providing the absolute most uh, optimum 
value to people, right? And this is to define your anti-model in your model. And what, what do I mean by that? Well, the anti-model is what you believe are all the wrong things to do and the bad situation that people get into when they do those wrong things. And the model is all the benefits that you get from doing all the right things, okay, that you're advising them on, right? So in Bill's case, he said, well, the unbalanced inventory trap is the anti-model and the balanced inventory model is the model, the ideal. So here's your two choices now. Which one do you want? Well, we want the balanced inventory. We, want to be, we don't want to be unbalanced, right? See, you see how um, powerful that is? Because your job is to make sure they completely understand that really right away, is that there are these two places that you can be before and after, right? And they're going to hopefully um, relate to the before. They're going to say, oh, yeah, no, we're in that anti-model right now. We have an unbalanced inventory. Um, we really want to have a balanced inventory. Now, as soon as they think that or say that, the rest of it's easy. They, they bought into the premise of what you're talking about. Now, this is something that is um, simple but not easy because uh, it's simple because you've always had a model and anti-model. Like, you, you couldn't be a coach or consultant without it, okay? And you've been building up all these ideas. This is not what to do. This is what to do. These are the wrong things. These are the right things. This is the, this is the wrong road. This is the right road. You've always had that in your mind. But it's, it's not easy because most of us can't even see that. We're just mostly just trying to sell something, right? So, but by noticing, noticing that you have that, you start going, okay, well, there's these two worlds here. Now, I wrote a book called uh, The New Factory Thinker. Um, and it all started with a model and an anti-model. I started thinking that, you know, these days the, a lot of people are using kind of old-fashioned way of doing things. Um, and I ultimately came to call it the old factory, uh, the old factory trap, essentially. Um, that people were trapped in their old factory. And I would just describe that, right? Sort of, you know, it's kind of how we've always been doing things for 200 years, but these are all the the downsides of doing that. And then I painted a picture of the the new factory model, right? And what that looks like in the new economy and all the things that the marketplace is rewarding now and the companies that do that and so on. Um, and that became the basis of the entire book. Um, and all kinds of keynote speeches I've given and, and so on. And people really get it, right? They go, oh yeah, yeah, I have an old factory and I wanna have a new factory, right? And uh, once the people embrace that, then now I can really help them, right? Because they they know where they are and they know where they want to go, right? So as a, uh, um, a coach and consultant, it's extremely important for you to articulate clearly uh, to yourself and then to others what your what the anti-model is and what the model is, and then to give those names. So that's why I said old factory, new factory, right? Um, that's, that's what we want uh, to come up with with you. So like I say, you already have all this in your mind, but is it actually clearly delineated so you can explain to people that, and then most importantly, so that they can understand this, right? And then point themselves towards the model. The next thing is to say, okay, well, here we are today in the anti-model. So we're out of shape kind of thing, right? 
and then we want to get to a place where we're in shape, in great shape, what's the step-by-step -step process to get there? And uh, the way that I've always used in my own mind to think about this is it's like we have a fitness club, right? And we created a program called the Great Shape Formula. So we started off by identifying all the ways that people are out of shape, right? Physically, mentally, their lifestyle and so on. And all the ways that we'd like them to be in shape, you know, like really good physical condition, great mental health and so on, uh, good habits and everything. Just paint that picture, right? And then we say, now, what are the steps exactly that we would need to take someone through, coach them through, in order to get them to that model? All right. And then we just start taking people through that process and we keep refining it to make it better and better and better. And eventually, you know, we've had hundreds of people go through this process. and They've all gotten in great shape and they've all popped out the other end. And say this process is amazing. Everyone needs to do it. Right. And you've got now a very, very um, efficient and powerful step by step process to take people to your model. OK. So, so that's what I've done with my program is I'm trying to help people, you know, have a successful new factory where, you know, they've got a big idea and they've put it out in the marketplace and it's working great. They've got a program and so on. Um, and what are the steps they need to take people through? So there actually is about um, 500 steps in my process uh, and I've broken them down into five stages then that's my program. I take people through these five stages to get to the model, right? And like I said, we're on version 12 of it now. So we have done it with 5,000 companies and we refined it over and over again to the point where now, you know, anyone that goes through that, take, goes through every step, gets a very successful new factory going. It, it, it works every time. So... Uh, so that's why I say it's very satisfying because we know as long as people follow this process, they're going to get there. So the idea then is to say, what is that process by steps? How can I break it down into stages and then present that to people, you know, in the marketing, right? Say, if you're interested in our program, these are the stages we'll take you through. Uh, let me explain those. And that's a lot better than just saying, well, you know, I'll come in and I'll help you and we'll have meetings and so on. You say, no, no, there's a step-by-step -step process here that we're going to go through stage by stage um, to get you to that ideal place, right? That's something that people will be willing to pay for, right? Uh, otherwise, they're going, I don't know where, one where, I don't know where necessarily we're going and I don't know how we're going to get there, but you seem like a good person, so I'll hire you. That, that seems harder, right? Okay, so you want to delineate that process. The next thing is you might have noticed that all of these uh, uh, programs have a name. And the name is a unique name for you. Um, and that was one of, that's one of the things that are very, very powerful because that gives the invisible box, that makes the invisible box visible, right? Because now the box, <laughs> the invisible box has a name on it. And they go, well, what is the you know, the complete leader program. What is the bridge builder building program? What's the 4X foster method? What's the music conductor method? What is that, right? So you want to have a name and the name is to get them to ask a question, the pristine pl plant process. What is that? The pristine plant process. What is that? 
right? You want them to ask that question. Uh, and this becomes something you can trademark right away, just put a TM on it. You can get the like domain names for it, you know, um, musicconductormethod.com, for example. You want to, you would get that. And the idea is that um, that way you own your intellectual property now, right? Intellectual property typically is invisible things, <laughs> right? That you have taken ownership of. And by giving them names and registering these things, then now you have ownership of it. And that has value in itself, right? So give it a name. The next thing is to package your unique strategies as metaphors and your unique strategies, metaphors, and concepts. So, um, you know, I worked with a fellow named David Bach, and he had this uh, great uh, name for one of his concepts, which is called the latte factor. So he's a financial advisor. So he says, you know, a lot of people say, I don't have enough money to invest. And he said, well, if you just forego one latte a day, maybe it's like $5, um, and put that into an investment, that sooner than you would think, you would be a millionaire. You'd have a million dollars. And uh, that became like such a huge thing. He wrote a book about it. He has a whole book about that one concept. Um, he went on Oprah, and the first thing she asked him is, well, tell me about the latte factor. And um, that was uh, what he talked about while he was on Oprah, right? So he was like, oh, the latte factor. You know, it's kind of a simple idea, actually, that many, many, many financial advisors have been talking about forever, actually. <laughs> it's not even an original idea. But, um, you know, $5 a day kind of thing. But he made a metaphor out of the latte and named it, and that became a famous thing that was associated with him, right? Now we have, like, the e-myth, right? Uh, what's that? Well, that's to say that most people think they're entrepreneurs when when they're actually just business owners. They, they're just managing their own business. They haven't actually created any kind of system around, um, you know, their business where it runs itself kind of thing, right? So the e-myth itself, everybody goes, well, what's that mean? And then they go, oh, yeah, I get it. It's that there's a myth that everyone's an entrepreneur when they're not really. Um, and I want to be a real entrepreneur. And that's a powerful thing. The book, obviously, very successful, right? Um, but it's all based on that concept that has a unique name to it. Um, and then I wrote a book called The Problem with Penguins. And uh, so that's my concept for the problem of not differentiating yourself. And uh, so I, I always, in my talks like I've done today, I say, well, you don't want to be a penguin, right? You want to have, that's the problem with penguins. They don't stand out from everybody else. And uh, that's become kind of a famous uh, expression that's associated with me, right? And, um, and I've, that, I got a lot of mileage out of that. So, so the idea here is that there's certain concepts that you are working with, right? And strategies you're putting out there. Well, you should come up with some kind of metaphor and name for that concept that helps people really get what it is you're doing. Like I worked with this one financial advisor and consultant, right? And uh, and she created something called the Celebrity Bubble Wrap Program. And in her marketing, she'd give people a, a silver dollar wrapped in bubble wrap. And she worked with celebrities. So she said to celebrities, you know, your money's actually very fragile. Like you're making a lot of money right now, but, you know, 
it's uh, a tenuous thing being a celebrity, right? Um, so your money's very fragile. So what I do is help you bubble wrap it. Hence the silver dollar wrapped in bubble wrap, right? So she took uh, her idea of helping people protect their money and turned it into a metaphor about bubble wrap, her wrap, bubble wrapping a silver dollar, right? So this is uh, such a, a powerful thing. I had another fellow, um, he'd go in to see uh, his uh, prospects and he said, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a business coach and, and uh, here, I'm going to give you this truck. And he gave you this little truck. And they said, why is that? And he says, well, you know, you're in the, you're in the, a business where you know you you have trucks for your business and um, when you send a truck out you know where the trucks going they have a destination so yeah I said but think of the truck as your life now do you know where your life is going do you know where your truck is going and they said no I have no idea where my truck slash life is going actually and they said okay well that's a problem right he said yeah he said now he said by the way if you hire me I'm gonna give you this bigger truck this toy truck um, but this like $100 one, if you hire me, I'll give you this truck. So just to remind you, that's what we're working on is to figure out where your truck is going. And uh, so he called me, so, you know, somebody signed up for my program and he paid me $25,000. And I swear he really just did it because he wanted the truck. <laughs> and it was like, uh, uh, he said, I just don't get it. I said, no, I do. I said, it became meaningful to him. Um, and a reminder that he needed to work on his life and where it's going because he doesn't know. So, uh, so these concepts are not only fun to do, uh, they're also very helpful to the people you're trying to help because it, uh, it helps them with that. It's like uh, the other one, who moved my cheese, right? So the whole metaphor of the mice and they come to get their cheese and there's no cheese there anymore. And eventually they have to move on and find new cheese, right? It's all kind of fun and kind of goofy in a way, but they sold, you know, he sold 26 million copies of that book and really helped people understand how they could manage change better when their when their cheese moves, right? So, so that's a, a really fun and powerful thing you can do to package your consulting and coaching business. Uh, with next one's uh, related, so coin your own words and invent your own vocabulary. All right. And uh, so Starbucks is a good example of this, right? So, you know, people have been buying coffee forever, but, and they would say, would you want a larger or small coffee? Okay. So everywhere you go, they'd say that, or a medium one. But at, at Starbucks, they say, well, do you want to have a tall, a grande, or a vente? And you go, well, I want a vente, a venti, I guess, a vente, I would say vente. Um, anyway, and... Um, so when you say that, you, you're using their vocabulary and you are you know you're at Starbucks. And it also seems like a vente is better than a large. It's got it's a it's a one of those high value words I'm talking about. So what you can do is you can start inventing your own vocabulary. Now you don't want to overdo it because that gets a little um, crazy. It's like now you're trying to teach them a whole new language. That's not really what we're trying to do. Nobody wants to learn a whole new language. But a few interesting words sprinkled in there that you've invented um, is, uh, you know, is, is really useful, right? Uh, because that di distinguishes you from everyone else, right? So, so this is why, for example, even just saying we have a program, right, and you become a member 
And when we have a meeting, we don't have meetings, we have sessions, for example. So right away, all of those sound more valuable. And they're not hearing that from all the other coaches and consultants they are working with or have worked with, right? So, so what kind of new words could you introduce and sprinkle through what you're doing to make it sound, you know, unique and also more valuable and more interesting, right? So what, what's kind of new vocabulary uh, could you create, right? And, you know, I've got all kinds of them. You know, I'd say we're gonna, I'm going to help people sell lobsters and we're going to, you know, stop selling hot dogs and we're going to sell a gourmet meal and we're going to have our new factory and, you know, and, and I've got a few others that, you know, just become part of the vocabulary that me and my members all, we use to communicate with each other. So it's kind of fun. The next thing is to align your business, really these three phases, teach, coach, and then sell. Okay. And, um, this is sort of probably what you're trying to do in a way, but to really see it as three separate things uh, is uh, very, very good. So teach first. So it's like, think of the first part of your business like a school, okay? So right now, um, when you're watching this, this is really part of my big idea school, okay? So my first stage with everyone is to teach them things, right? I just want to teach you things. So so that's why I write books. I do keynote speaking, I give workshops, um, I, uh, I do webinars, um, I write, you know, I post things to social media, I write articles and so on. Uh, all of those things are about teaching and um, that's great marketing, right? Because people can learn stuff and they go, oh yeah, well, Bill got a lot of interesting things that I've learned from him. Maybe I want to work with him. Um, it also has been a money maker. So actually I make money from the teaching part selling my books, giving my speeches. Uh, I get paid for all those things. So my marketing actually generates money. And one of the important things here is that as a coach and consultant, you don't wanna be out there trying to sell your services directly because that's gonna turn off people. And they won't be able to see you as an expert if they think you're a salesperson. They can't see you as one, both of those at the same time. So we want them to see you first as a teacher um, expert uh, where they learn something from them. That's where it, it, you want this to start. Now, it's very important, though, when you have that phase that there's a direct next step, which would be to offer them the first stage of your process for free. OK, and that would be a coaching session. OK, we'll just you could get a consulting session, but I'll just say coaching. Um, and there's that free session. So they've learned this stuff and then you say, hey, you can do this free session uh, with me if you want to. So then you say, then I'm gonna coach you on that, okay? And then if they wanna keep being coached, then they go into your program, right? So, so we end up in the coaching phase. And then the selling is then perhaps those members will buy other things from you, like resources and other programs and other courses and so on in the selling phase there. So once you get to that point, they're going to be okay to have you offer them things to, to buy for sure, right? But it really needs to start with teaching and coaching and then selling, all right? Those are the three pillars of this. Um, and I my business is all set up that way. So I have my school and then I have our coaching programs 
And then I have our store, which has all kinds of products that people can buy from. And um, it just keeps everything nicely organized. Next thing as I just mentioned was, after you've taught people things, like when you're teaching them, you're teaching them about your model and anti-model and the best process to get there and so on, right? And certain strategies to use and things. And once they kind of take all that in and go, yeah, no, this all sounds really good. They say, well, and then they might ask you, well, how, how does this work? How can you help us? And you say, well, we have this free starter session. And during that starter session, it could be an hour, two hours, even three hours if you want. Uh, during that free session, um, we're going to help you assess your current situation. Then we're going to help you create a vision for where you want to go. And we're going to start making a plan to get there. Now, in my case, what I do, and this was really fundamental, um, was I said, well, I'll help you come up with a big idea during that 60-minute starter session, right? And uh, it's free. I don't charge anything if you want to do it. Um, so they go, wow, that sounds really good. So then people sign up for it, right? And I, at least I've got, got them at the starting line now, right? Uh, and that's where we want to get to. So as I said, we're not going to do proposals anymore. There are no proposals here, okay? You say, no, it's no proposal. We're just going to do the starter session. And if you like the starter session and you want to keep going, then you can go into the program, right? Uh, so there is there is no proposal. We're not going to talk about what we're going to do. We're just going to start doing it, you see? And um, this is like money in the bank because if you get a certain number of people in the starter session, you're going to have a certain number of people in the program, right? And um, if you do it right, the closing rate is very high. So because basically you're just making sure you do the starter session with the right people. But um, but if you do it right and you have the right people, you'll probably have a very high closing rate to go into the program. No proposal, you see, no proposal at all. And then we give them options of three levels. And the best way to think about that is level one, the small one, uh, is we call it the basic, okay? And that would just be to do some consulting or coaching by the hour, okay, if they want to do that. So it's like a brown paper bag, we call it, okay? And we say, and you can get that kind of thing from a lot of other people. The middle one would be your program, okay? And you'd say, and it costs this much. Let's say it costs uh, $20,000 to do, okay, the middle one. Okay, so, so this is our program. Here's the process we go through. This is all the things, you know, that we're going to help you accomplish in the program. It's $20,000. Um, and then we have the super program or the total program. And that one, let's say that one's $50,000. So we put that one out there. And um, what makes that what makes that work is then if, if they're looking at the 50 and they see the 20, it doesn't seem like so much money now, right? So they go for the, the 20. But if they do go for the 50, then it's a bonus. Uh, Meta actually had three levels, 10,000, 25,000, 100,000. And within a month of putting this out there, Somebody hired her for the 100000 and she was excited. You know, she says, well, why did you hire me, ultimately? And they said, well, because you were the most expensive. And she was like, oh, <laughs> I've always thought people wanted, were worried my prices were too high, and now you're hiring me because they wanted the most expensive, you see. Now, most people are still going to go for the middle, but some of them would go for the super size here. So that's why you have programs, and there's in, they're laid out in these levels, 
um, you're going to get most of them to go to the middle and some of them to go to the supersize. And if they go for the basic, then that was what you were already selling anyway. So, But eventually you might not even want to do that one. The next thing is after the starter session, you say, you know, I need to give me give me a yes or no. And you probably told you've told that ahead of time. You said before, just telling you when we do the starter session at the end, I'm going to tell you about our program and I need you to give me a yes or no. That's the only thing I'm really asking. So if you give me a maybe, I'll know it's a no. Right. So the other day, somebody gave us a maybe. And I go, OK, <laughs> thanks. You know, see ya. And they were thinking, you know, I was going to buy that. But it's like, no, no, that's a no, right? Um, so I didn't have to worry about it. It's like, that's fine. I, I'm clear now. I'm not going to chase them or anything, right? But what this does is it it really speeds things up because most people, if you say, look, at, during the, at the end of the starter session, I want a yes or no. Um, most people are going to say, you know, look, I'm, I'm not really serious about this. So I'm, not, I'm just not going to do the starter session. But if they say, no, no, I'll give you a yes or no and do the starter session, it's very likely they've already kind of decided to do your program anyway. So that's why it eliminates sort of all the, the maybe people and the tire kickers and the people that might waste your time and so on. So so the yes or no is a very powerful thing. And and um, and I really got that from the Sandler sales systems, just so I give that attribution. I read... Uh, one of their books, and that was the idea that really stood out and was like, oh, that's perfect for for coaches and consultants to, to ask for that at the end of the starter session, the yes or no. So so take my word for that one. Um, the other thing is as people are in your program and doing it, right, um, what we're really trying to do here is get away from it being about your time. So if they look at it and they go, well, how much time are you we going to spend together? And you say, well, we're going to spend 50 hours together, let's say. Okay, and then they go, okay, well, you're charging me this much. And th okay, this is how much it is per hour. Um, if that's all it is, then it would be kind of legitimate for them to look at it that way, right? Okay, but we want to get away from that because it isn't about the time, okay? Um, what you want to do is add things to it that are unexpected, that are like all experience components that make it um, not about the time anymore. Like, you know, you, you, you send them, some assessment tools, like an online tool or something. You send them videos to watch. You give them homework. You send them a book. You know, you connect them with people. Um, you do all kinds of things. You, you know, you give them a, a coupon to go and have a massage or something, right, as they go through the process. And what this does, it turns it into an experience. And once it's an experience, then it isn't about the time anymore, right? Like we don't pay by the hour to go to a movie. We don't pay by the hour to play golf, right? We don't pay by the hour um, to go to a Broadway show or something like that, right? It's not about, it's an experience, right? That you're having, right? Um, you don't pay by the hour typically for a holiday, right? I mean, it, it, partly it's about time, but not really. Um, it's just about the experience you're having. So, so we want to turn your program into that kind of thing, right? And uh, so if you just start adding these things that make it interesting, the unexpected part is fun because that's like they weren't expecting that thing and then they get it and they go, oh, wow, that's really good. I wasn't expecting that. What's that's really great. And you just kind of uh, sprinkle that through your your process. OK. Um, and and so it's really because you're kind of putting on a show here. Uh, so it is a little bit like a Broadway show. And the more that you think of it that way, 
the more interesting it'll be and the more unique it'll be and the more valuable it'll be. And they won't be thinking of you as somebody that they're hiring by the hour. Next thing is to add a toolbox. Remember I said teach, coach, and sell, okay? So uh, the third phase is what else could we provide them? So what we're looking at is saying, okay, whatever, whatever area you're in, you'd say as they're implementing these ideas and this process and so on, these strategies, what resources they need to implement that. Maybe they need software. Maybe they need other consultants. Maybe they need, uh, you know, people to come in and build things for them. Maybe they need, uh, you know, information, more information like books and other courses and so on. Um, these can all be in your toolbox. Okay. Now you'd have your own things that you're going to sell them, sort of the added extras that could be there um, for yourself. But I'm also encouraging you to add in other people to bring those resources in too, right? So if you thought, oh yeah, they need to have a nutritionist, right? Okay, so find a good nutritionist and say to people, look, you really should talk to this nutritionist, I think. In your case, you need to talk to them. And then you've made an arrangement with the nutritionist to get, let's say, 10% um, of a finder's fee from them, for example. And this is a way to create a lot of... Um, of uh, passive income. And I have about 50 different companies in my, I call it my 10% toolbox. And uh, I've made arrangements with all of them. If I send them someone, we get 10%, right? And that's money in the bank. Like that's easy money, right? But what we've done is brought the customer or member to them. See, so they, they're willing to give the 10%. There's no problem there, right? Um, as well, just as an added thing, you should give people 10% if they refer someone into your program that becomes a member. Like that would be a great way to create a, a network of salespeople for you. And, and I have about 10 people that are active doing that for us. Um, and that's fantastic, right? So it's like a sales force out there um, for us that keeps sending us people, right? So, so we want to have that toolbox. That's passive income. The other thing is you want to create a manual so that you can license and sell your program uh, and also train people. So you go, this is the step-by-step -step process that we take people through. This is the program. Um, these are all the different steps and the experience components and so on, right? And exactly how to do the whole thing. Um, and then the supporting material for that. Uh, then now this really become a system, right? That could be franchised. You could license it. Um, and or at a certain point, you could just sell the whole thing to someone else if they wanted to buy it, right? Um, and so uh, this guy, Doug, that I worked with, he, he had a program and he was very diligent about maintaining the manual around the program that we created together. Uh, and he sold his uh, program to a bank for $6 million. They bought it for $6 million. They said, this is a turnkey thing. We can train our advisors to use this. Um, this is great. And here's your $6 million. So he was, uh, he did that because he wanted to retire. And then what happened is he, a year later, he go, I don't like being retired. So he came back and created a whole other program. He did it for a while and then he sold that one as well. So can you imagine taking what you do right now as a coach or consultant, packaging it up as a system with a manual and then 
licensing or selling it to someone else for lots of money. Well, that's what you can do. And that, cause that's like, I go back to the Weight Watchers thing. That's exactly what she did. She had a whole package system. There was a manual for doing the whole thing. And she sold that to Kraft actually for $75 million. So, um, so we're taking the invisible box, we're turning it into a whole package system and that has tremendous value. Um, you don't always, you don't have to sell it if you don't want to, but you could certainly get other coaches to do what you do and so on, right? So pretty exciting stuff there. Uh, number 15 is continually upgrade your process in your program. So I, I call that ver versioning. Uh, so like I said, our program is now in version 12, right? And what that means is that at certain points along the way, every couple of years, we just say, okay, let's take a look at this whole thing and just upgrade the whole thing, right? All the materials, the process, all the support systems and so on. Let's just make a wholesale improvement to it. Just like Apple, you know, makes a new phone or a new operating system uh, and everyone upgrades to that. It's the same idea here. Uh, so that what that does is it keeps it fresh. It keeps it exciting and it keeps making it better, right? So I always tell every one of our members that you are actually getting the best version of this program that anyone's ever gotten because we're always improving it, right? And um, so that sounds like some people like, oh, I don't want to do all that work. I'm like, oh, I didn't have to do that. But if you have a program you love and you love doing, you're going to want to keep improving it, right? And so what I've uh, really noticed is that people who adopt that attitude and apply these strategies, they have the most success because they just keep improving it until it becomes a success. That's, that's their, that's their um, principle they're working from, right? Always making it better. Um, and then the other thing is, as you keep making it better, you could charge more for it and you'd be, you know, have confidence about that. You say, well, I've just made it this much better, so I'm going to charge more for the program. You'd have a lot of confidence in that, right? So that would be why you'd want to keep doing that. I actually have a bonus one because um, this is what a lot of people, a lot of people want to become a thought leader, right? So um, what does that mean? It's like, well, okay, well, I'm, you know, out there and I, people are listening to what I have to say and they're reading my blog, they're watching my videos, they're hiring us to give keynote speeches, um, they're listening to our podcasts and so on, that you're a thought leader. And of course, that's great for marketing your coaching business, right? Um, so a lot of people want to do that, but a lot of people just are out there just blah, blah, blahing away. Okay. And it's like, okay, whatever, you know, eventually it just becomes tiresome. But if you have a big idea and you just keep making that everything you're saying really about that one thing, now you really become known as a thought leader. So that one idea that you've put out there, that becomes this thing. So in my case, it's just the big idea, right? Over and over again, everything points back to that, right? Doesn't matter what I'm talking about. It's always about that. So like my uh, new book, Dancing with Robots, which is about advanced technology and so on. It's really about how do we use that advanced technology to develop big ideas? What kind of big ideas can we do now that because all this technology is there, right? So it always points back to that one fundamental idea that uh, holds it all together you see and then that's good marketing because then it says okay I'm, they're buying into that idea right and then they go now I want to apply that idea 
And you're saying, I have a starter session to help you figure out how to do that. And so the thought leader then turns into the, you know, the coach as well, right? Um, there's a link there. Because I, what I, the other thing I've seen is there's a lot of thought leaders out there that are doing this, you know, but they haven't linked it up with any kind of coaching program. So they get applause, but they don't get the money, <laughs> okay? So we want to get applause and the money. That's the key there, okay? So so that's why having a big idea is just... Uh, has so many, so many uses here, okay? So that's how, that's, that's how we package up a consulting and coaching um, business, right? Uh, those are 15 strategies there that we've proven work for all the people we've worked, all the coaches and consultants we've worked with that they just get so excited because they go, oh my God, finally, I'm really uh, showing people what, what we're really all about, right? Properly. Um, and of course, I've done it myself and I know how, how powerful that is. So, so packaging is what we want to do. And uh, so if you're interested in a little help, okay, my starter session, it's called the Big Idea Conversation, okay? And uh, so it's 60 minutes. And during those 60 minutes, uh, we're going to say, okay, um, you know, who do we really want to attract as an ideal uh, uh, member, ideal member? Um, what's our big idea to do that, right? How do we package all that up? How do we make money from that, right? So literally in 60 minutes, we can come up with a prototype of your packaged consulting business, coaching business. And all of those three ideas there that I showed you and the other ones I mentioned were all created in that 60 minutes. And there's no fee for that, okay? So if you are a coach or a consultant, keynote speaker, um, author, right? Uh, and you wanna get your, your whole big idea figured out, schedule the big idea conversation, okay? Um, there's no obligation to do anything else, just sign up for that, okay? And uh, I'd be thrilled to do that with you because I always just love talking to people about their big ideas, okay? So, um, so thanks for... Uh, Thanks for listening to this. I, I, I'm very confident that uh, the ideas that I presented here will be really helpful to you. Um, and I'm sure you're already getting some big ideas from it. Okay. So um, thanks for listening. And I look forward to speaking with you, those of you that sign up for the Big Idea Conversation. Thank you.